Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornet Timecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a very special edition of the HHC because we have a very special guest. It's Hornets General Manager Mitch Kupchak back for another conversation. He's here with us in Las Vegas for Summer League, so we're going to talk about the Summer League roster. Also, we'll talk to him about the draft process now that it's our first one-on-one sit-down with him since then, as well as some of the other news and notes, such as Cody Martin's re-signing with the Hornets and the return of head coach Steve Clifford to the head coaching position here with Buzz City. So without further ado, let's welcome Hornets General Manager Mitch Kupchak to the Hornets Hivecast. Mitch, thanks so much for joining us. How are things going so far here in Las Vegas? We know there's a lot more going on beyond just the court. There's general manager meetings, meetings in general. How's it all going? Well, it's pretty hectic. You know, as you might imagine, with 30 NBA teams here and each team, you know, bringing 10, 15, 20 players and then each team bringing staffs of 20 and 30. You know, you just do the math, and there's a lot going on here in Las Vegas. The games have been incredibly attended. You know, compared to 10, 15 years ago, when there was really nothing in Summer League, to where they are today, you know, every game is on TV. Owners are here. There are coaches' meetings going on. Uh, agents, you know, I just left a meeting with a representative. You know, we sat for an hour and 15 minutes and, you know, kind of did some business. So when you get to your room, it's a pretty good feeling, right? So you can just catch a breath. But it's it's a great venue for, for the NBA, uh, and the games are so much fun to watch. You just said you were in a meeting. Any news you want to break here, you're more than welcome to. I won't stop you. Uh, it's hot here. <laughs> Fair enough. That's Fair enough. Uh, a lot of the fans, as you mentioned, this has become a very well-attended event, and one of the big drawing points is the first-round picks, first look at players who are just entering the NBA and are, are expected to have a more prominent role with their teams. For the Hornets, that's Mark Williams. When you look at him, what do you see in terms of the impact he can have come the NBA regular season based off what you've seen here in Las Vegas? Well, we've only had one game, and I think he he played. I think he played less than twenty minutes, right? Because we we have, you know, to the players' credits, we, we have our veterans here. You know, uh, Nick Richards, really. You know, this is his third year in summer league. You know, for him to come here to want to show our new coaches what he can do, that shows you something about Nick Richards, right? Of course, we still have Kai Jones, so we've got plenty of bigs. I'm hoping, you know, that Mark, you know, will get a chance to play even more. I think our coaches feel that at one game or two games, you may have to tell a player, listen, you're not going to play this game. Okay, but you'll play the next game. Uh, with Mark, he's a young, developing big. I see great length, you know, almost 7'7 wingspan, which is gigantic, right? He runs the floor. He's a great kid. You know, he's got good quick feet. Um, he's got a, a good frame where you know, he's going to get stronger. Uh, he loves the game. He comes from a, a great a great family. His sister played in the WNBA, right? So it's a basketball family. I think he's a, a young player that, that needs to, you know, work on his game and get stronger. And he will. 
it was a similar story last year with a lot of the draft picks with you know guys like Kai Jones and JT Thor expectations for them impacting play on the court in their rookie season were not necessarily high but now they're in year two second time around at summer league it's not anywhere close to a final exam but it's a decent midterm to see their progression and obviously they've made quite a bit of it what is your perspective on those two well Kai and JT both played a lot of games in the G League last year in fact, you know, several times we gave them the option to stay with the Hornets and travel. And their first question was, well, if I stay here in, with the Hornets, am I going to play? And we said, well, probably not, but we needed you on the roster just in case. And they, they both said to me, well, we'd rather be in Greensboro. You know, they, they just wanted to play to get better. So that's a credit to how they approach development. They're both very, very young. In fact, JT, I don't think he turned 19. Well, I think he turns 20 this August, right? But when we drafted him, he was only 18, okay? And Kai is a young player also who picked up the game late. You know, he's from the Bahamas, and, you know, he didn't start playing the game formally until he was 15 years old, right? So, and then big guys typically, you know, because I'm a big guy, right? But typically big guys, they, they get into the game later, right? Because they're tall, right? Somebody says, hey, you should play basketball. And that happens, you know, later in life. So you, you, you learn to love the game most of the time, but you're behind a little bit. So it'll take you just a little bit longer to develop. And I think that may be the case with both those players. Unfortunately, the storyline in sports in general and for this Hornets team in summer league uh, can oftentimes flow towards injuries and that's been an impact here Scotty Lewis uh, with the leg fracture which is just a heartbreaking one and then before getting here to Las Vegas James Booknight's injury preventing him from playing what can you tell us about in particularly with book night. He was a first round pick, a lottery pick, uh, and seeing some of his practice videos in the offseason, you see the athleticism and it just gets you excited as a fan. What is your outlook on him in particular and just the injuries impact in general? Well, with, with James, you know, he, he would probably admit that he didn't handle his rookie year as well as he could have. Okay. You know, he wanted to play and um, I think he felt that he would come to Charlotte and be given minutes and you know that's not how it is you know at this level there really is nothing given uh we have veterans here that aren't going to let anybody come in and just take minutes right so i think that was you know a stark realization to james that oh man you know this is a different league it's not what i thought it would be right uh and then he dealt with some you know injuries and um you know just his general adjustment you know to the nba and you know to not playing that was hard on him he didn't handle that as well as he could have i feel that he's rededicated himself i've always felt he was a good kid you know but uh, i think he's rededicated himself right now and you know he's got this finger thing that's going to take a couple more weeks uh, which is unfortunate because he was looking forward to playing in summer league especially getting a fresh start with the new coaching staff but he's here doing everything left-handed. He's scouting games. He's sitting next to the coaches. He's up at 8 in the morning in the gym before we even have our practices. So, you know, he's, he's engaged. And um, I still feel his future is very bright. 
injuries to guys like Scotty Lewis and James Booknight do mean opportunities for other players. Like most teams in the NBA, your entire roster is not filled out. And, and while there's some other names out there that could make the roster, of course, an opportunity for some young guys to make a name for themselves here in summer league and keep on that path. Who have you seen so far on the Hornets roster in summer league that is not a rostered player that you've liked and, and see moving in that direction? Yeah, you know, I, I don't want to just start naming players, right? I mean, it's not fair because I'll leave somebody out. Uh, what I will say with the players that we drafted, right, we've already spoken about Mark Williams. And the other one that's on a two-way contract right now, we drafted in the second round, Bryce McGowans. You know, if, if you have a chance, you know, to watch him play, you know, in the next four or five games, you know, watch him closely. He, he's... I think he has a chance, you know, and I, of course every year when you draft somebody you always say that, but I like what I see there, you know, he's got uh, good size, good athlete, really good athlete, long, uh, he'll get stronger, he's got a good frame, and uh, he competes. He played pretty good the first game, you know, I, in fact I thought he was, you know, other than Nick Richards, I thought he played probably as well as anybody. So I like what I see there so far, but we've only had three practices in one game, right? I get allergy care from the doctors at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates who know how to treat me, not just my symptoms. Now that my allergies are under control, I can ride my bike whenever I want, just like I did as a kid. Senta offers allergy testing in a wide range of treatment in North and South Carolina. Play like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Mitch Kupchuk, general manager for the Hornets, our guest today here on the Hornets Hivecast. You were just talking about Bryce. Let's go back to draft day. All the scouts I've talked to within the Hornets uh, since draft night said they were surprised he was still there at, at 40, and you obviously used some capital to go up and get him. Looking back now at draft night, it happens very quickly, only two minutes between picks in the second round. What was the mindset in going up and getting Bryce? Yeah, there were a couple of guys on the board left. You know, once you get through the first round, you know, you really don't have that much time to, to like, rest on your laurels, right? Because the draft is still going on, and you're looking at your board, and, you know, there's still players that you have in the first round that now they're still available into the 30s, right? And at that point, you say, you know, how long is this going to go on for? So we had a pick, oh, my goodness, what was it, 40? 45, I think. 45, right? And um, we started chasing, in other words, trying to get a second-round pick around 31, 32. And like you said, you got two minutes, right? So you're always trying to... You know, talk to the GM that, that has the next pick, and then they, you know, what, what will you give me? And then they'll say no, and then you call the next GM. So you're chasing, right? And as you're chasing, maybe one of those names or two of those names come off the board, right? So we finally got a pick, you know, it's, and it's always contingent upon your play, or your player being there. So we finally got a pick, and of course Bryce was still there. So it's a player that we identified that we liked much. Um, much more than where he was eventually drafted. So, you know, we'll see, right? I don't know how it's going to play out, but to date we're happy. And we've, we've done that before. We did it with Devontae Graham. Uh, we chased him four years ago. And, uh, you know, we're happy with how that turned out, right? So, you know, that's how it works. And it was a little hectic, but we got, we got one of the guys, you know, that we felt should not have still been on the board. 
And he had a great start to summer league. The other player who had a similar circumstance you mentioned, Devontae Graham, worked out very well for him. He got a, a second contract and continues to play in the NBA and worked out great for the Hornets. It ended up being a first-round pick, and uh, that first-round pick is now Mark Williams. Looking at the first round, you talked with us before the draft about how, given the, the roster aging a little bit and getting better and having higher expectations, there might not be as much room to add as many young pieces, developmental pieces. How much did that factor into the trade at 13 and eventually how it all worked out getting Mark Williams at 15? Yeah, we knew Mark would be there. Well, we didn't know with certainty, but once we got to like 9 or 10, we, we knew he'd be there. And, and, and yeah, uh, we, we didn't feel we wanted to add another uh, young player, you know, to this team. And um, there was some, still some good players there, right? And I'm not going to say we didn't love any of them, but we just didn't feel you know, we wanted to add another, right? Because if we did that, then we would have the three from last year and then now three from this year. And when you have six young players, at some point they hold, they hold each other back, right? And then you, you may not be doing a service you know, to the coaching staff and the owner and the team, right? Because expectations are a little bit different today than they were three years ago. So, you know, that, that was the way we approached it. And uh, we did get a, a bunch of second round picks for, and then we got a future first. In fact, we used one of the seconds to get a deal done to get Bryce McGowan's. Okay, so who knows how it's gonna play out a year from now if Bryce turns out to be a good team, a good player, and, and Mark turns out to be a good player. Maybe we draft a good player with a second or the first next year, right? We don't know. But that was the, the mindset. Hornets fans, it's time to get some new gear. The best selection of new and classic Hornets apparel is at the Hornets Fan Shop, now with new extended hours. Stop by Spectrum Center Wednesday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. to pick up the latest in jerseys, Jordans, and more. Or you can shop from the comfort of your own home 24-7 with just a click of a button at HornetsFanshop.com. An easy trip on the light rail, you'll be sure to find something for everyone at the Hornets Fan Shop. Hornets General Manager Mitch Kupchak, our guest today here on the Hornets Hivecast. In terms of the message to the fan base and the current roster in making deals like that and and pushing a first-round pick back here. What is the message you're sending to this young, up-and-coming roster that had a little bit of a breakthrough last year, getting above 500, and to the fan base that is certainly hungry for some playoff basketball in the Queen City? Well, we, we, we do feel that expectations are higher than they've ever been, okay? And what does that mean? Well, that means that I think we feel now that we are a team that should contend for a playoff spot. You know, at some point, you know, it's good to go through um, young players and build the foundation, but there comes a point in time when you got to start winning games too. And now this is, I guess, the completion of the third year of kind of like a rebuild, however you want to call it. And I do feel we're in a position to win a playoff series. We got to get in first, right? Wouldn't it be great to win a playoff series? Are, are we a conference finalist? Well, you know something, let's get in the playoffs first. And at the same time, you know, we, we do have to continue to add to what we're building, the base, right? I mean, we just can't concentrate on the veterans and, and then not, you know, add young players with talent, okay? Because that's how we're gonna do it in Charlotte. 
if we get lucky and make a savvy trade, yeah, that's that's great. Uh, the free agent market's probably unlikely. So the most likely way that we're going to build something and s sustain that kind of growth is through the draft. One of the things that echoes that message of higher expectations and shows how you've built this team is Cody Martin, resigning him now here with the Hornets, a former second round pick who has earned every step of the way, everything that he has achieved so far by working his way up within this organization. And he's kind of a luxury. You know, typically teams that are not expected to make the playoffs don't invest a lot of years and a lot of dollars into players that are coming off the bench. Does that like I said, echo the message that expectations are higher and Cody can be a part of that? Yeah, I think so. But he's a unique player. You know, I don't think he'll average 20, right? I mean, anything can happen. But that's not the player he is. You know, we've got players that can score. You know, we have players that, you know, can really make fancy passes, right? You know, we have guys that can rebound. And, you know, what Cody does is a little bit of everything. And, and he's really... You know, that, that one guy that, you know, if you have somebody on the other team that you need to stop or slow down, he is really our best defensive player. And, you know, you might call him a luxury, but, you know, you need a guy like that on the team. You really do. And, you know, he's been with us, and, you know, he's earned you know every penny, you know, that he got paid. I'm happy for him. Last one for you. We've talked to Coach Clifford since he's been hired, but we haven't talked to you one-on-one -on -one about the move. Uh, there was obviously some initial shock and just it's odd for a coach to get a second run with the same organization. But I always think to, to tournament time, when they put up those blind resumes, if you put up Coach Clifford's blind resume to everything the Hornets were looking for in a coach, it seems an identical match. How excited are you to bring him and what he brings as a coach to this team? that was already on the ascent, already got to a winning record, and hopefully continue on that trajectory. You know, if you put the time in, you know, things don't always go the way you expect them to go, but sometimes things happen for a reason, right? And, you know, I'm not going to dwell, you know, on the Atkinson, you know, change of heart, right? But here we are with Coach Clifford, and... Like I said, sometimes things happen for a reason. I think he's going to be really, really, really good here. Now, I had him in L.A. for about a year and a half, uh, about 10 years ago, right? So I know him from, from L.A. And then, of course, he was here for four years, you know, before I got here. In fact, when I got here, I, I, I'm the one who let him go, right? So, and I'm also, you know, the one who brought him back, right? So And took his apartment. And, and took his apartment, yeah. And I think he's still looking for an apartment, too. But I, I think he fits the bill. I really do. Um, you know, I've not been around him as a head coach other than the last two or three weeks. And I like what I see. You know, I think it's what this team needs. And Coach Borrego did a great job. You know, he did a great job. He gave us four, four years, and every year we got better. And, you know, he'll, he'll get another head coaching job, and I hope he does, right? But I think Coach Clifford is the coach right now, you know, to take this team that's ready to go to the next step to the next step. You know, we have to get better in, in certain areas. You know, our natural talent really, really helped us the last couple of years. Okay, but now it's time to, you know, like pay attention to the details a little bit. 
and I think he's the guy to do that. And the mostly young guys we've talked to here in Las Vegas, but everyone that I've talked to has said great things about him and looks forward to being coached and coached hard and getting better and continuing this ascent for the Hornets franchise into the future. Mitch, thank you so much for joining us here. Good luck in Las Vegas. Yeah, well, I could I could use some good luck. Thank you for <laughs> I could use some good luck here cuz I haven't had much luck today. <laughs> good luck the rest of the way in Las Vegas. Good luck the rest of the off season and thanks for joining us here on the Hornets Ivecast. Thank you. Thanks again to Hornets general manager Mitch Kupchick for joining us here today on the HHC. And thanks to all of you for tuning in as well. We'll have another episode for you tomorrow as we get ready for the Hornets' third game of Summer League. And we're planning to have another special guest on board for that one as well. A one-on-one conversation with Leangelo Ball that is on tap for tomorrow as well. So, for now, for everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.